Get set for this episode of A-Level Chemistry Revision Bites, where we'll break down your revision into fun, bite-sized chunks while having a few laughs along the way. For more in-depth online learning, head on over to snaprevise.co.uk and see how our intelligent platform can transform your revision and help you score better grades with less stress. Here's the show. Today's podcast is about attraction and repulsion. Now, do you have friends who say, I don't really care what people think about me? Well, tell your friends the average person in Britain spends over £4,000 a year on their looks, apparently. So, since there are more than 50 million of us old enough to be buying, that's about £20 billion. Phew. Now, molecules and ions care about attraction and repulsion too. And there's quite a lot more of them than 60 million. Let's start with electron pair repulsion. The shape of a molecule or ion is dictated by the number of electron pairs around the central atom and the nature of these pairs, bonding or lone pairs. Bonding pairs and lone pairs of electrons are clouds of charge that repel each other. Don't get sad at this point. Lone electrons are quite happy with their own company. In fact, electron pairs in the outer shell arrange themselves as far apart as possible to minimize repulsion, like going to a school party and standing around the edge of the room without dancing. I'm sure you are familiar with that at the school disco. Bonding pairs are pairs of electrons that are involved in bonding. The clue there is in the name. These pairs repel each other equally. Lone pairs are pairs of electrons that are not involved in bonding. Bit of a clue there too. These pairs repel other pairs more than bonding pairs because the electron density is concentrated in a small region. Each lone pair reduces the bond angle by about 2.5 degrees. Now, let's look at three-dimensional shapes of molecules and ions. There is a simple convention used when drawing the three-dimensional shapes of molecules and ions. Different lines represent the different directions of the bonds so that we can visualize the three-dimensional shape of molecules and ions on paper. Now, one day, we will have holographic displays and all of this will sound old-fashioned. But for now, you have an exam to get through. So a top tip is to do a bit of practice on this. We draw the line at getting a tattoo reminder, though. Okay, a normal line means the bond is in the plane of the paper. Plane is in P-L-A-N-E and is aligned with the surface of the paper. A dotted wedge means the bond is going into the paper, away from you. A bold wedge means the bond is coming out of the paper, towards you. So far, so good? Next, let's look at the octet rule. That's nothing to do with classical music or obscure jazz vinyl records your hipster teacher with a beard collects. The octet rule means through chemical bonding, Elements usually aim to achieve a full outer shell. So, this is called the octet rule. However, this is not always possible 
as there may be too many or too few electrons to form an octet. So a few may go solo and end up playing in obscure jazz nightclubs. What? No, I was just giving them a jazz analogy. I like a bit of jazz. Nice. Where were we? Oh, yes. Believe it or not, there's this thing called shrinking the octet. Now, to me, that sounds like something from Morris dancing. But it says here, beryllium and boron do not have enough electrons in their outer shell to pair and form an octet. For example, boron in BF subscript 3 only has six electrons in its outer shell. Look, I don't write this stuff okay because it says here there's something called expanding the octet too. Look, is this a wind-up? Oh, okay. Well, if you say so. Okay, here we go with expanding the octet. Elements in group five to seven from period three downwards can expand their octet. That's nice for them. For example, sulfur, a group six and period three element in SF subscript six has 12 electrons in its outer shell. Well, you learn something new every day, don't you? Okay, that brings us on to the shapes of molecules and ions. Let's start with two electron pairs and linear. A molecule or ion with two double bonding pairs, e.g. CO2, has a linear shape with a bond angle of 180 degrees. Then we get to three electron pairs. First, there's trigonal planar. That means a molecule or ion with three bonding pairs. For example, BF subscript 3 has a trigonal planar shape with a bond angle of 120 degrees. Then there is bent, a molecule or ion with two bonding pairs and one lone pair. For example, SO subscript 2 has a bent shape with a bond angle of less than 120 degrees. Next, four electron pairs. With tetrahedral, a molecule or ion with only four bonding pairs. For example, CH subscript 4 has a tetrahedral shape with a bond angle of 109.5 degrees. Then, trigonal pyramidal. A molecule or ion with three bonding pairs and one lone pair. For example, NH subscript 3 has a pyramidal shape with a bond angle of 107 degrees. Now, V-shaped. A molecule or ion with two bonding pairs and two lone pairs. For example, water, which is H subscript 2-0, has a nonlinear shape with a bond angle of 104.5 degrees. Okay, now we move up to five electron pairs. There's trigonal bipyramid, a molecule or ion with five bonding pairs. For example, PCI subscript 5 has a trigonal bipyramidal shape with bond angles of 90 degrees and 120 degrees. Now, linear. A molecule or ion with two bonding pairs and three lone pairs. For example, XEF subscript 2 has a linear shape 
with a bond angle of 180 degrees. Okay, stay with me. We are nearly there. Six electron pairs. Here we go. Octahedral. A molecule or ion with six bonding pairs, for example, SF subscript 6 has an octahedral shape with a bond angle of 90 degrees. Square pyramidal. A molecule or ion with five bonding pairs and one lone pair. For example, BRF subscript 5 has a square pyramidal shape with bond angles less than 90 degrees. Now, finally, can I get a drum roll here, please? What? No budget for effects? <sighs> Suit yourselves. Okay, our final shape is square planar. A molecule or ion with four bonding pairs and two lone pairs, for example, XEF subscript 4 has a square planar shape with bond angles of 90 degrees. So, there you have it. I strongly recommend the Snap Revised documents that go with this podcast, which includes a handy table with all this on it. I hope you found this useful and also turned you on to jazz. Nice. That's it for today's episode of A-Level Chemistry Revision Bites. Are you looking for some extra help to improve your grades, but can't bear the thought of forking out £50 an hour for a private tutor? Neither can we. And that's why we built SnapRevise. SnapRevise is an intelligent platform that provides high-quality, tailored support that is more effective than private tutoring and is available anytime, anywhere, for a fraction of the cost. We have a whole range of amazing resources to suit all learning types, from bite-sized videos, self-marking quizzes, to mini-revision guides and predicted exam packs. We've built extremely smart technology that accelerates your learning by finding your knowledge gaps and filling them. And we have on-site tutors who are available to answer your questions 24-7, so you're never left in the dark. Head on over to snaprevise.co.uk or download our app and get your free trial now. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you can get the latest podcasts as soon as they come out. And while you're at it, leave us a review and give us a rating so we can keep bringing you as many free, high-quality podcasts as possible. See you next time.